So you started your brand and you've gotten your first few customers. That in itself is a milestone, but where do you go from there? This week on the podcast, we're joined by Chase Clymer of Electric Eye and host of the podcast, Honest Commerce. We'll cover his brand scaling framework and how to optimize your Facebook ads to maximize your return on ad spend. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Hey, Kelly. How can merchants leverage customer data to drive more revenue and increase retention? How can they create personalized experiences customers love? I recommend Octane AI, the leading buyer profile platform for Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants. How does it work? Octane AI features a shop quiz, Facebook Messenger and SMS, and opt-in tools. Using the shop quiz, merchants can get to know customers with interactive questions. From product recommenders to gift finders, you can learn about a customer's needs, preferences, pain points, and more. This information gets saved into buyer profiles, and you can sync your buyer profile data with your Facebook Messenger, SMS, email, and ad campaigns for personalized customer journeys. What kinds of returns can brands expect? Brands using the shop quiz have increased email signups by 16 times and driven a 28% increase in average order value. Facebook Messenger and SMS see 80 to 95% average open rates and drive up to a 20% increase in revenue. Better yet, Octane AI has plans for any size business and offers a 14-day free trial. Every plan gives you access to the shop quiz, Facebook Messenger, SMS, and opt-in tools. There are also plans available where Octane AI's experts will help you set up and optimize your tools for success. This sounds great. Where can merchants go to learn more? You can learn more, book a demo, or try it free at join.octaneai.com slash commerce tea. Again, that's join.octaneai.com slash commerce tea. So Chase, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You guys just pumped me up with that intro song. So I'm ready to to share the knowledge that I have in my brain. Amazing. So Chase and I have... How long have we known each other now? Uh, we met in a tiny hole-in-the-wall bar in a weird back room in Canada uh, four, three or four years ago. It was 27? It was the same week I met uh, Rianne as well. We all met at the same time. How funny, huh. but we weren't all together at the same time. We we, we were independently. Yeah. We went independently. Thank you, Shopify Unite. Please come back. <laughs> we united at Shopify Unite. We oh, did. look at the, the purpose of the, co- the, the conference actually worked. <laughs> Wonderful. Rian, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm drinking a Stumptown Original Nitro Cold Brew, which on an earlier Zoom call, I realized looks like a beer can. Yep. And I drank it and I saw the person's eyes go really wide. (laughs) I was like, and I was like, I drink it. I was like, it's coffee (laughs) because I didn't want them to think I was just chugging beer at like nine in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You're a business owner. There are no rules. (laughs) Yeah. But also maybe don't drink a nanny. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... before the uh, before like our agency got a lot more serious. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'd still do this now. We like normally don't do in person meetings, but way back when, like five years ago, I definitely went to a business meeting in swim trunks because I was going to the pool afterwards. <laughs> That's amazing. I love. I that. cannot say I've done that uh, yet. Yeah, yet. I mean, it's your business. You can do what you want. And be like, look, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a tan after this. 
That's cute. Thinking that I can get a tan. Yeah, I was gonna say a tan. Hold on. Uh, you mean a burn, Chase? I think I think you confused. That's two definitely yeah, that's, that's what I do these days. When I was little, I was like a pool rat, and I was like just I looked muddy, but that's just because I was so dark. <sighs> I've only tanned once in my life, and that was when I was in the Bahamas. Every other time, I burn, and I was also eleven when that happened. I don't know if I could. I don't. I don't know if my skin still works that way. I think you're more resilient when you're a child. Yeah, I would say so. All right. So Electric Eye does some really cool things. I'm obviously very familiar with it, with your agency. But tell us about your agency and tell us about Honesty Commerce as well. Yeah. So uh, Electric Eye is uh, kind of a full service agency. We're very particular in the lanes that we do things. So design and development, uh, just like Kelly over the tap room. Uh, we also offer marketing, advertising, uh, and all of its around uh, a strat- strategic framework. There are big reasons why we're doing exactly what we're doing. So at the end of the day, we're just making really, really beautiful websites that sell stuff really well. <laughs> it's I, true. I'm not laughing at that. I just love that like distillation. You're like, at the end of the day, we do rad stuff and it works really well. Well, so, you know, you can like, use all the buzzwords you want, but if it isn't English and it doesn't make sense to somebody, they're not going to want to work with you. You're like, that's... Like, I don't know. It just there's no reason to overcomplicate it. We make Shopify websites that are like the user experience works. It gets you know the customers to where they need to be, and then you know we help you get more traffic and we help you raise your average order value. So getting more traffic is definitely not my area. I I'm I'm really good on the conversion rate optimization, beautiful websites, complex builds. When it comes to like anything with like paid social. I stay or just like social media marketing in general. I always just send, you know, send them to you, for example, just because it's not my area of expertise. That's like, like, that's where the agency started five or six years ago. Uh, Sean had left his previous gig uh, at Homage Clothing and uh, was like, Hey, I'm like helping my friend's brand on Shopify do this thing. And I was like, What's Shopify? He's like, oh, you'll figure it out. He's like, you know how to do Facebook ads, right? And I was like, yeah. And uh, so we we just did that. And then we did it a couple more times. The next thing we knew, we had like five or six clients on retainer. And we were doing Facebook ads for these Shopify brands. Uh, and the agency was born out of like necessity more than anything. Because they were like, who do we make the checkout to? <laughs> and then we were like, wait, taxes. Uh, <laughs> so now we, now we have a business. <laughs> I love that. Uh origin story because i i can resonate with it it's just it, it's if you are doing something well in the service business you are you build yourself a job pretty quick if it's like if it is a marketable skill for sure all right tell us about honesty commerce yeah uh so i also host a podcast um and both of uh my well you guys would be the hosts so both of the hosts of this podcast have been guests on my podcast <laughs> uh that is a it hurt my head to think about uh, those are fantastic episodes, and and I'll find them, and and I'll make sure that Kelly can link to them so you can listen to us talk more. But yeah, I mean, we I started Honesty Commerce a little over two years ago. Um, it was a big push from Andrew on our team to do it, uh, and actually Kurt Elster kind of pushed me to do it as well. Uh, it's just awesome, awesome way to learn more about the industry, stay up to date, like from just a strategic perspective, and me just understanding what's going on. But not only that, uh, these days I've definitely rotated more to interviewing like brand founders and asking them how they did it, trying to kind of distill out from their story the things I know about e-commerce that they did well that other listeners can do well to hopefully like you know get their brand either off the ground or get a brand that has some traction to the next level. 
um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just trying to put out awesome information out there to help you grow your business. I love that all of us uh, really know each other in the Shopify ecosystem. And I, and I feel like there's probably uh, some of our listeners are like, how do you all just know one another uh, and our friends? And I think that's just kind of the ecosystem that Shopify's created is, is a rising tide lifts all boats or lifts all ships. And we're all getting lifted together and hanging out and doing cool stuff. And I love, I love that about this. Yeah. It's an amazing ecosystem in the mindset. Kurt, Kurt literally like fixed my broken brain about the mindset of competition. When I first met him, he was like, there is so much work to go around. You're going to be, you're going to be an, you know, I don't know if I can cuss, but you're like, you're going to be an asshole if you, are that type of person and think competition is the enemy. He's like, you're going to learn so much from these people if you go to them with questions and you are you reciprocate answers when they have questions to you. Your businesses are both going to grow versus you having this combative mentality about things. For sure. And that's important yeah. in, in all verticals, right? It's, yeah. it's like just because you sell one beauty product and there's a competitor doesn't mean there's no overlap. I guarantee if, you know, whoever is one... You know, one mile ahead of you and one mile behind you. Both of those people are going to be great assets to you in your in your growth of a brand. And I guarantee, if you email the founder of that brand that you like, you think's a competitor, or you know, you kind of look up to, and whatever, they're probably just going to give you the answer to whatever question you have without asking for anything in return. They're going to tell you it because they remember being in your shoes as an entrepreneur, and they wish someone could like give them a handout. I think it's really important, especially in terms of like. I mean, we see it from, of course, we see it from the partnership ecosystem in general, where we are all growing our businesses. We are all helping each other. Forming and, and the, the great thing about helping each other out from the brand side is that you can also form these brand partnerships and actually collaborate on creating a bundle together, for example, and literally help grow each other's businesses. Even if you're technically competitors, you can still find ways to work together. Yeah, uh, I just emailed someone recently about that, and they uh, part of their growth strategy is finding complementary brands to do co marketing with, doing email uh, campaigns and co marketed Facebook campaigns. They like share the pixels with each other, and they like they go all in on a product together, or potentially it's like a bundle of both of their offerings. It was a really cool, unique way to kind of grow a brand in a non traditional way, which is you know dumping a bunch of money into some paid channel. Speaking of dumping a lot of money into some paid channel. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk uh, about Facebook ads. I thought you were yeah. going to say, let's talk about Rian's shopping habits. Um- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can do an entire episode on your shopping habits. But yeah. trying to be productive here a little bit. Um, so Facebook ads, like I am a brand new business. I have maybe like I've established what I'm selling. I have a site. I think it looks great. I'm ready to begin marketing. Where do I begin? This is going to sound counterintuitive. And the reason we made the ad was to... Not the ad, the course. We made the course about ads is to essentially give people a great source of information to learn from when they don't take our advice. And I'll get to that in a second. So if you start a business, nobody out there is going to help you find product market fit. Period. I don't care. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And that is my opinion. Whatever. You're not finding... No one's going to help you find product market fit. That's on you as a brand founder to get out there, talk to customers, figure it out on your own. It's the hardest part about it. Like, hands down, is finding product market fit. Um, I would just, you know, if we're going to put numbers behind it, if you're organically selling people that selling your product online to like people that aren't your friends and family and it's predictable and there's a cadence to it, 
like you probably have found product market fit your your copy and your product and how in the market you're going after it's all resonating and it's kind of doing the thing well um until you have that it doesn't matter what you do advertising wise like humans still it needs to solve a problem for humans and they're not going to buy your product if it doesn't like kind of make that sense so usually when i have conversations with people that have just started i am steering them down that path of hey you're not there yet don't waste any money on paid ads because it's it's all math there's there's three numbers that matter and that's kind of where the brand scaling framework comes from but it's essentially your conversion rate your traffic and your average order value if you multiply all those things together you're going to get your your sales for like whatever data set you're working with i usually do monthly ad- averages and if your conversion rate is like less than half a percent if you dump a bunch of paid traffic in on the other side and raise your traffic up in that equation it's still only going to convert at that super low conversion rate and you're essentially lighting money on fire so we kind of talk about this in the course a lot at the beginning to set expectations of like Paid ads and traffic doesn't exist in a funnel, just like your conversion rate doesn't, and just like average order value doesn't. They all kind of work and interplay. So going back to your original question of, I've just got started. What should I focus on? Not paid ads. You should focus on building out a content engine. You should focus on building awesome imagery, like working with local uh, like photographers and videographers. Just keep creating content. Keep getting your brand out there organically uh, and invest because at the beginning of your brand, you have more time usually than you have money. Uh, and you'll run out of money faster than you run out of time. So use your time wisely and like build things organically that last forever. Like any content that you can create is going to last forever versus your paid ad campaign lasts until you run out of budget. So that's kind of like my positioning on going from zero to one is it's a lot more of a time investment. And it should be honestly as little money investment as possible. I love that mentality because I, I've met a lot of founders through the years who go really uh, go all in when it comes to ads. And then they wonder where their traffic goes afterwards. They're like, oh, well, now I'm not getting found in search this, you know, on Google. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you didn't put the content, you know, you didn't put the work in and the legwork in that develops the content that Google then crawls that makes you... Yep. You know, they, they and they're like, but I bought all this this traffic. I'm like, yeah, but bought traffic only lasts so long in in terms of the. I, I don't like using the word juice for SEO, but you know <laughs> the uh, you know it doesn't zhuzh you up as much. It just it it doesn't last that long. So I love that you're talking about this because it's just something that a lot of folks just don't lean into. And having a content play and having storytelling built into your brand day one is crucial. Yeah, I mean, it, it that's going to give you longevity and so that's that's where we kind of answer those questions. But at the end of the day, some people are just going to do the thing anyways. And so we're like, okay, well, this course is literally exactly how we do it at Electric Guy. We distilled down our processes and how things work into our this course is how we do it at the the agency. Uh, you know, the more advanced strategies and the stuff that we're doing right now obviously don't get into the course as quickly when we update stuff, but it's, it's exactly what we do. You know what I mean? So you can go learn how we do it um, and run it yourself if you, you know, have that time. Or, you know, I think the best part about it is learning how to talk about it correctly and understand what you're asking for. Uh, I think that's even uh, more, I think it's a better reward than like being able to run the ads yourself is like eventually when you do. Hire a media buyer or you know a, a team member to run your ads for you. 
you can actually have a conversation appropriately about it versus just like blindly throwing money at something and hoping the results are good. Hey, it's like me taking an accounting course right now and being <laughs> able to have those conversations with my CPA. Actually, yeah. like, you know, I learned about, you know, a, I learned about deferred revenue. I'm like, hey, most of our revenue is deferred. Should I be telling you what, you know, how this is structured? And she basically said, honestly, doesn't really matter unless it falls in like the month of December, because then I have to make sure everything's allocated correctly for for a year. I wouldn't have known to even ask her that question. And so it was it was helpful to to have that. I love that. Maybe I'll take your Facebook ads course as well. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. I was like, I don't know very much. When you learn something, you're either gonna it's gonna either interest you or you're gonna learn how much you don't want to do it and you would rather hire someone to do it for you. Yep. I'm a big fan of delegating anything. So okay, awesome. so we're going to include a link to the 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 course in our show notes, but can you just say what the link is as well? Uh yeah, you can just go to honestecommerce.co slash course and that will take you right to the Facebook and Instagram advertising for Shopify course. It's specifically for Shopify brands. Uh, sorry if you're not on Shopify, but I'm assuming that there's only like one of you listening that isn't on <laughs> Shopify at this point. One out of four of our listeners. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, the course is fantastic. It's literally the framework that we use to run paid ads at the agency. We have made millions of dollars for brands following this framework. I'm not joking. There are case studies on our website. Okay, so you're telling me that you are a Facebook ads wizard without saying that part. I'm just adding the wizard part. What else are you phenomenal at? Because I know I know you're not just great at Facebook ads. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, first of all. But second of all, I mean, I... Uh... You know, I am good at Facebook ads. I don't even run them anymore for our clients at the the business. I'm more on the strategy end of things. And I would say that what separates our agency from most agencies is everything we're doing comes from a strategic perspective. And you know, everyone says that like, oh, strategy is our number one thing. You know, how, but we we have a framework for how we approach every client and every strategy. And I'm actually building this strategy like framework as a course for Shopify Compass right now. About halfway done doing it. But it will be coming out. So it's it's called our brand scaling framework, um, and it it just kind of distills down how uh, you've gone from zero to one. You've found product market fit. You've got some organic sales. You've done that part. The hardest part, where again, you cannot hire someone to help you with that part. You are lighting money on fire if you do that. You need to do it yourself. Uh, so once you kind of figure that part out, and you've got you've got some KPIs to start with. Uh, this is a framework of how to focus your energy and and how to essentially pick which KPIs to pick and then like try to scale from there. It gets really simple once I get into it. But uh, at the end of the day, there's only 3 KPIs that matter, in my opinion, which is your traffic, your average order value, and your conversion rate. I kind of talked on this before. And so we use like a monthly average, but if you take all three of those numbers and the averages and you multiply them together, you're going to get statistically how much money you made that month. And then you essentially reverse engineer, like, okay, well, if I do that with these numbers, pick a number that you want to improve. And then you can kind of, there are t- ways to improve them and tactics and all that stuff. So a framework is just like a fancy way of saying a strategy that's a little, gives you a little bit more wiggle room, you know, and that's kind of how we approach all of our engagements. I love that. And I, I definitely agree on those those KPIs in particular. Um, it's cool seeing just how much money you're leaving on the table when you have like, let's say a conversion rate of 0.5%. You show those numbers and then it's like, what if your conversion rate was 
double what it is right now? What if it was 1%? And you can show them exactly how much money they would be making if they had a higher conversion rate. Yeah, no, I can, so I can walk you through the numbers right now because I have a spreadsheet that does it. Uh, and it's it's kind of insane how things work. So let's say that you've got um, a, a half a percent conversion rate. So 0.5% conversion rate, but you got a pretty solid average order value of $75. And you're just crushing it with traffic. You know, well, that's relative, but you're, you're bringing in 30,000 sessions a month, right? With those numbers, your average sales are $11,000 a month, like $11,250, and that your yearly sales are 135 k at those numbers, right? But let's, let's say through this that, okay, if we see these numbers and we understand the conversion rate is the problem here, and we need to fix the conversion rate. And it comes down to the only things that you can actually do to fix your conversion rate is improve your technical performance, so your speed, and to improve uh, the user experience. Those are the only things that you can actually do to improve your conversion rate. Uh, the rest of it is kind of like things that you don't have control over. Like you can't force your business to go viral or something like that. You know what I mean? So those are the only things that you can really control. So let's say that this brand, this hypothetical brand with half a percent conversion rate, like their big issue was their mobile experience, which is where they get most of their traffic, which is most brands, uh, was just garbage. <laughs> and so uh, uh, someone smart uh, team went in and like re redesigned the website essentially and made mobile work and it fixed that problem. And now their conversion rate improved and it went up to something better. You know what I mean? A two percent a two percent conversion rate, uh, which is fantastic. You know that's a great place to start anything. Also, conversion rates vary. Uh, it's particular to your brand. You can't compare it to anyone else because it's your brand and your customers, and those are unique to you. So like. Doing any sort of comparison with conversion rate to any other brand is kind of like uh, a dumb exercise, I, I feel. But back to the numbers. So originally, you had half a percentage at $75 with 30,000 sessions. Your monthly sales were uh, $11,250 a month with 135k a year. Now, if you can get that up to 2% a month, the same exact average order value in the same amount of sessions, you're not changing your traffic at all. You've now, you're now doing $45,000 a month. And yearly, you're doing five hundred and forty thousand a year. So just working on that one number, you've improved your business by four hundred thousand dollars. Wow, That's a lot. So I have a question. Hot topic. You mentioned speed. Yeah. What are your thoughts on speed? Because I have thoughts too. <laughs> well, it's again, none of this stuff is isolated and exists within like its own bubble. Mm. So there's always asterisks with everything in e-commerce. Of course. Of course. So uh, my thoughts on speed, the fastest website is going to be a buy button on a blank page. But that is a terrible user experience. Right. <laughs> um, so it, there's a give and take and an ebb and flow to it. I mean, the speed number on the back end of your Shopify store is pointless and you should just ignore it. There's my thoughts on that. <laughs> That's a spicy take. That's a spicy take. When you are working with a consultant, agency, developer, whatever worth their salt, they're going to understand uh, what number makes sense for your business and what you can improve and how high you can get it. You can go run Google Lighthouse scores on all the big brands out there. Go look at Kim K's webline. Her store is so bad when it comes to performance. Uh, but it doesn't matter because our customers want that stuff. Um, the, once you start bolting on bigger and cooler or better, you know, extended functionalities to like what Shopify does, your site speed is just going to always go down. So it's very it's, there's a give and take between 
the level of functionality you want to offer to your customers and does that make sense for your customers' needs versus like trying to get the best performance score ever. I think chasing a performance to score is just like an exercise that isn't worth doing. You'll or you're always going to be disappointed. You're never it, you can't achieve what you think you want to achieve and I've I've seen this time and time again with merchants that they're stressing over a maybe like a small dip in their score one day. You never know like if your customers are buying, if you're if they're happy, if your business is growing, and your store is not like super slow, obviously, or there aren't like any drastic errors, it's just important to not put so much focus on that particular number that you see. Yeah. Well, so with that being said, make sure that you look at it and fix any easy stuff to fix. Get it to the point where you improving it is like the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore, and then just move on. Ignore it. You know, check it every couple of months to make sure that something didn't break. But yeah, just get it to a point where it, it's good enough and move on. And then all of your energy would be better focused on uh, improving the user experience from like a conversion rate optimization standpoint, or better yet, investing in creating content or uh, strategically uh, building you know upsells or cross sells or bundles to try to raise your AOV. What's AOV? Average order value. What's KPI? Uh, performance indicator. Okay, I forgot to ask. Normally, I, I try to stop us while we're talking in in our language about <laughs> which is heavily anachronized. Is that would that be the acronymized? Right? Acronymized. Yeah. <laughs> the ABCs of DTC. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So the, the, that's where our framework comes from. Is because there's so many of those of those acronyms or whatever out there, and it's so confusing. And I'm just like, ignore them all. These three matter the most. And other people will out there will be like, "Well, you're not forgetting. You're not mentioning margin, Chase. Or what about lifetime value?" And I'm like, "That's advanced course. We're talking about going from one to two here. Yeah. All right, zero to one. You're getting your brand off the ground. You're finding your foundational kind of marketing strategies to keep to to, to, to build an actual business. You know what I mean? So going from one to two, this is a very good framework to understand of how to do that. When can we expect this course to come out? Do you have a date for it yet? I am forcing myself. So this is Tuesday, March second. We're recording this, and I'm forcing myself to get it done by the end of this month. I don't know when they're going to want to put it out, though. <laughs> Are you? Do you want us to hold you accountable? I love that you're like today is this date. Uh, someone please make me do this thing. Yes, yes. So right now I'm I'm trying to put uh, time aside every day because I'm essentially just writing all the nonsense that I just talked about in my head, and I, I talk about this all the time on all the podcasts, or even like I bring it up with guests on my podcast. I'm talking about this every every day with clients and prospects. I mean, like this is how we frame all of our conversations of what we want to work on to make your make your business more money. And I just got to get it out of my head and like get it on paper. So that's what I've been, I've been writing a lot lately to get it out. I'm trying to make it short and concise. Like I really want the course to not be longer than 30 minutes, but like make sure it covers the good stuff. It's hard to like distill that stuff out. Making courses is so hard. Very hard. I have an idea, not that you asked. Um, but I love unsolicited advice, specifically me giving it. What if you just talked or or had uh, your co-founder kind of ask you the questions and you just talked and then Otter AI recorded it and then you didn't have to write anything? I'm just saying. That's how I'm writing my book. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Glad that... I'm glad... I'm glad we're all on the same page there. So, so once I'm done with the course, I'm going to turn it into a book. Uh, so I, I believe in all that stuff. It's just uh, the way I'm approaching it is I want to organize it in writing because I'm mm. moving stuff around. 
And when I originally approached approached doing it, um, I was on the fence about including lifetime value in it. And I think it just added too much asterisks to the equation and would just confuse people. And for anyone out there that's on the service side of things, uh, you'll realize that your knowledge is so far ahead of most people when you're in a consultative like engagement that you are giving 400 level advice when people are still on 100. Mm-hmm. And you just need to really distill it down. So that's I decided to pull lifetime value out of it and just make it those three KPIs. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. I noticed that with search stuff too, because it's like there's this, the, there's the zero to one stuff, there's the one to two, and then there's the stuff after that. And there's no point getting in the weeds with the two plus stuff if we're, we're, we don't have zero to one locked down. Well, in this particular use case, based on, <laughs> no one cares. You know what yeah. I mean? They, when, they, when they know they have that problem, yeah. they know what kind of solution they're looking for. And so they're not looking for the, ge- the general stuff. Uh, couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's also just overwhelming, especially when you're just trying to figure out the basics and you're so like, so many acronyms in particular are thrown at you and you just don't know what to do with all of them. And then we're eating acronym soup. So yeah, acronym soup. I haven't heard that. That's so silly. I love it. Sounds like your first t-shirt idea. It's a great, that's a great t-shirt idea. Introducing the commerce T-swag store. It's just a, a mug with just like random D to C letters. Oh my in it. no! Make it so make it make it like uh, spaghettios, but all of the letters spell like e-commerce acronyms. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Thank you. I would wear this all the time. I think I think it's great. So before we move to shoutouts, I would love to just end with like. What is one thing that a merchant can do today that you are recommending that they do? Uh, go into Clavio because you're on Clavio, right? <laughs> and you write a plain text email to your customers, and all it says is, "Hey, I'm the founder of brand whatever, and I want to know what we could be doing better. Please respond to this email with your ideas and press send." I love it. That is such I I. We were talking about la- like last week's episode. We were talking about how, how we strong, were. um, like just a plain text email is in terms of getting actual responses from people. And you can even automate the plain text email, and it still generates so many more responses. It is one of the most powerful hidden secrets of like literally every email platform. Everyone listening is probably not emailing their customer as much as they should in trying to solicit advice from them of how to make your brand better. Because if they like your products, they want your brand to be better. They've given you their money. You've got their buy-in and their trust. Like They will give you the truth. Absolutely. All right. Let's move into shout-outs. So each week, we shout out a store that we have either recently purchased from or maybe consumed their product, which tends to be the case for <laughs> most of our store shout-outs. So Chase, what store would you like to shout out today? Yeah. So I just bought a new phone case uh, from Peel Cases. They make super thin cases. Uh, but the reason I bought it was actually because I had heard that their first-time purchase flow on Clavio was very funny. And I can admit it is hilarious because you get a uh, you get sent a video of their staff like reenacting getting an order for the day. And that's all I'm going to say. And it's it's worth watching. Um after getting the case, I realized I am an idiot and I ordered the wrong size. 
and so I had to exchange it. And they've got a pretty, they've got a good process in place for dealing with that. Uh, so shout out to them for making it easy on me. That's great. Do you have the thin case? I do, I do. But apparently, uh, I have an iPhone 11 Pro. I don't know. I have the one that I didn't order. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. So do you have an extra case? I do. Sitting on my desk right now. And it's for what size phone? It's for... Um, <laughs> it's right here in front of me. Let me look. I don't know. I th- I, so I think, I think what it was is I ordered an iPhone 11 case. And I have an iPhone 11 Pro, which oh. is smaller than the iPhone 11. But in my big brain, I thought it would be bigger. I don't know. I just... <laughs> I was going to say, if the extra one was an iPhone 11 Pro... That's what I have. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's the wrong case. As I look at my phone, I'm like, I don't know which one I have. I have the big one because my vision's terrible. So I understand I, you can a baby the- iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is the size of your head. That's it great. Is the size of my head. <laughs> Kelly, what's your what's your store shout out of the week? Um, I changed my mind about what my store shout out is. So I'm going to shout out Rickshaw Bags, uh, Bagworks. I think is uh, actually a name. Um, I recently bought a. Uh, I bought a bag from them for my car. I just bought a new car. Um, and I needed something to put in the glove box that contains stuff so it's not all like rattling around. Um, you get to like customize your own bag and have all kinds of different options. Really, really great experience. Um, and they also have face masks that fit my small head. And they're super cute. <laughs> and I'm really excited. Um, they're not on Shopify, by the way. Um, but I am a big fan of I will be buying more masks from them. So that's uh, that's rickshawbags.com. And my brand of the week is Siete, sietefoods.com. And it is a gluten-free. I've got a bag right here. <laughs> I love the, the ASMR edition like we just got. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, I was just introduced to this brand relatively recently. And I wasn't introduced to it through uh, the DTC mechanism. I was introduced to it because someone uh, dropped it off at my house and said, Rian, I think you will like these. So I tried them and they're gluten-free and paleo and vegan. And the gluten-free, as I've mentioned before, is super important because our house is gluten-free because my daughter's celiac. So then I started checking out this this brand. I was like, this is yummy. Let's check it out. Everything they make is gluten-free and they bundle stuff by stuff. I mean, their food really, really well together. Like, you know how we always talk about bundles and how they don't work? This is a bundle and it works really, really well. This is and so cool. Isn't it cool? They have a bundle that is tortillas, enchilada sauce, and seasoning. I like that. Yeah. It's like a- I think bundles... I will actually take a different position. I, bundles work. It's just your UX doesn't work. And mm. it's hard to do bundles well on Shopify. Yeah. And that's where people... That's what separates the... Uh, the men from the boys is like, how are you? You gotta, you gotta invest in this solution. It's gotta be a real effort to make it work while. But when you do it, oh, there were you get some cool stuff happening. Once your AOV shoots the roof, that's where the money is. Exactly, exactly. All right, we have one final question for you. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you on the internet? Oh yeah, uh, if you enjoy listening to me rant about e-commerce stuff, <laughs> you can listen to my podcast, Honest E-commerce. It's on all you know all the podcast places, um, and then our agency electricguy.io. Um, and I'm sure that I'll be back here. Uh, these lovely ladies will be on my podcast, and you know we'll do this more. Yeah, we will. Amazing, Chase. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thanks. I haven't had this much fun in a podcast in a very long time. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. I'm not going to say the same thing I say every single episode. So visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash covers tea. And see and what like, happens. <laughs> you might find some uh, some really great videos from like two months ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could, If you like our podcast, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make us really happy. And you can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Tuesday. So grab your mug and join us then. P.S. We are going to have a surprise for you next week. Yes, we are. And with that, bye-bye. Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.